Hello, everyone. How are you doing? I am going back to form today because back in the day when Project Shadow first launched, I used to record this show live on TalkShoe, which nobody probably remembers. TalkShoe was a place where you could do radio call-in shows, and I really enjoyed it. And I haven't done that for a while. And I was thinking to myself, hey, I have a Twitch account, which is at twitch.tv slash cedorset. Why not record the podcast live on Twitch, which is something that I have not done in a very long time. I don't know if this is going to be the regular schedule for it or not. We will have to see how that ends up working out. In fact, I might start doing kind of a coffee time thing on the stream that we will turn into the podcast. And who knows, maybe even bring back the daily podcast because, ooh, you know, I miss that. But hey, what you're listening to is recorded live, and I may or may not be taking comments from the audience as I record this. So if you would like to be a part of this exciting new venture, head over to twitch.tv slash cedorset and follow me on Twitch. We will see what will become of this. All right. So, hi. For those who don't know me, my name is Charlie. I write under the name of C.E. Dorset. I am a queer sci-fi fantasy writer, and I'm currently working on a space opera series that I'm very excited about. I do apologize for my voice. For those who are curious, I, I still have the cold. I, I still have it. It's still rattling around in there, and hopefully I will be sneeze-free throughout this recording. That's at least my hope. We will see how well I keep up with that. But hey, only time will tell, will it not? But yeah, I'm very excited to be doing this. I'm hoping to bring a little bit more life back into the podcast. I've been reconsidering exactly how I want to do podcasts. And even better, I think I'm going to be taking the video recordings and putting them over on the YouTube channel because that's a thing that I will have now. Hey, so we will see what will happen with all this. But I'm really excited about it all. Today was a hard episode to put together. I'm not going to lie, because I wanted today to be a happy, happy little show. Like, that's all I wanted was for today to be a happy little show, because let's face it, the world is on fire. The entire universe feels like it's falling down, just crumbling around us. And I just wanted a happy little show. That's all I wanted. And that didn't seem like it should be all that hard to have. But one, there's not a lot of news out there. <laughs> there's not a lot of things to talk about as far as the news goes, because, well, unfortunately, the movie industry has kind of shut down a lot over the last uh, year, given everything that's going on. And uh, I don't cover rumors on this channel, as you all, anybody who's been following the podcast for a while knows. Rumors don't really get us anywhere. And in fact, usually get us our hopes up because we project into our rumors so that we will end up having something even better than what actually happens. 
And then we're disappointed with the final product when it comes out. So I'm not reporting on rumors. I don't know what's going to be happening with Ahsoka Tano. I don't know if some of the rumored characters that are going to start showing up in the Mandalorian are going to show up. Only time will tell. But we do have some news that is interesting. Some news that is weird. And unfortunately, because it's 2020 and the news gods just can't make me not start off with a rant, we have to start with kind of serious topic. So what I'm hoping to do is leave a happy, happy, like, taste in your mouth. So we're going to start with a more serious story and slowly gradate into the, huh, so that's happening. All right. I think that about covers it let's just get started shall we apparently the disney corporation has not been paying Uh, i'm sorry I, i need to really like control myself here i have a lot of anger when it comes to this and i have a little harlan ellis on the inside of me that really 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 wants to come out on topics like this. So Disney has not paid Alan Dean Foster for the last four years for his royalties that they owe him for book sales that he did. Now, this goes back to the purchase of Fox by Disney. And apparently when Disney bought out Fox, they didn't realize that he should still be paid. So if you don't know who Richard, if you don't know who Alan Dean Foster is, he wrote, first of all, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which was the first sequel to Star Wars there ever was. It was the absolute first sequel before there was an empire that struck back. There was Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which in hindsight is a bit cringy to read because we didn't know that Luke and Leia were going to turn out of these other ones. And there's some uh, Lannister-y things <laughs> on reread occur in that book. But like he gave us the entire expanded universe. He created the idea of the Kyber crystal. He really solidified a lot of the portrayal of Darth Vader in this book. And a lot of the tropes that we would see in later Star Wars really come from this book. He also wrote the novelizations for Alien, Aliens, and Alien 3. And the novelization for The Force Awakens. So Disney have not been paying him. They have not been paying him. To quote Alan Dean Foster on this, quote, I've signed a lot of NDAs over my 50-year career. Never once did anyone ever ask me to sign one prior to negotiations. For the obvious reason that once you sign, you can no longer talk about the matter at hand. So this is the problem. He approached them and said, hey, Disney, where's my money? Why won't you give me my money? You owe me my money. And they said, oh, well, your your money. So here, sign this NDA and we'll talk about whether or not we're going to give you your money. Wisely, (laughs) he decided not to sign. Wisely, he decided to put this on hold and go, hey, you know, I'm going to contact the SFWA, the Science Fiction Writers of America. Who then contacted Disney and said, Disney, where's Alan Dean Foster's money? And Disney went, oh, we would love to talk about that. We need you to sign these NDAs before we talk to you about that. 
No, that's not how any of this is supposed to work. Look, I understand that there are things when you're dealing with money that you may or may not want to have like open and out in the public, right? I get that. I own a business. I own a couple businesses and money talk is always dirty. It's always just problematic. I get that. But you owe this man his money. <laughs> like, I don't even think, like, I don't want to be insulting to Alan Dean Foster because I don't know how all these books have sold. But a lot of the books that are on the list are not new. So any royalties that he would be getting would probably just be such a speck in Disney's financial statements that I don't understand why they're willing to risk all of the bad PR that they're getting, where I see people finally like waking up and coming to the realization, wait a minute, Disney might not be a good company. You think? Now, this has been a problem, and this has been in the DNA of Disney going all the way back to Walt himself. So you would think that they would have some kind of sensitivity built into the system so that they would know what's going to happen. As of the recording of this, I desperately look to see if there's any any updates on this story as to whether or not they're going to be actually paying him or what this actually means for a lot of writers who have done a lot of contract work over the years. And so far, there have not been any significant updates on this story. So that's four years of back, four years of back revenue that they owe this one person. And who knows how many other people that do not have the clout that Alan has to be able to get a large organization like the SFWA on his side. So if you want to take part, like this is one of those horrible points where like all we can do right now is hashtag activism. This is the hashtag that has been trending on Twitter. Disney must pay. Dear Mickey and Disney must pay. At least state your upset about this. Maybe, maybe they can be shamed into doing it. Maybe they'll agree to do it if he agrees to do like a video of like, oh, shucks, it was a big misunderstanding. I don't know. But this needs to have a happy resolution because no, Disney should not be allowed to do this to any anyone, much less a, an author of some of the classics who really like if you don't, if you've never read Splinter of the Mind's Eye, I would say go read it, but let's wait until we see if uh, he's going to get royalties for it first. Because it's actually a really good read. In other news, we finally found out what's going to be happening with Black Panther. Now, I, like a lot of people, was... I haven't really talked about this on the podcast so much, but just shattered at the death of Chadwick Boseman. It hit me so hard because for me, it felt like it came out of nowhere. I don't know if he was public anywhere really with like his ailments. I did not realize that he was sick. I did not think that this was a possibility. And so it really was a sucker punch when in the middle of every bad thing that's happened this year for Chadwick Boseman to die. And then comes the, the question that none of us wanted to ask. What about the movies? Because it's really in poor taste to think about it. Because, you know, human being died. But now, it's it's been an appropriate amount of time. 
And while I'm not saying that we're all done grieving, because like I have not been able to rewatch Black Panther, even though I really want to, because I see Chadwick Boseman's face and like I tear up because like he was such a good guy. We now know what is going to be happening going forward with Black Panther 2. They are going to begin filming in March. At least that is their plans right now. So that has pushed the date back. And I'm sorry, they pushed the date back again from March to July. So that is going to become tricky to see how they do it. But uh, hmm, what are they going to do? Are they going to recast him? Are they going to do anything? Well, let's look at the cast. So, um, and I apologize ahead of time for mispronouncing people's names because I am bad at it. But, you know, uh, most of the original cast is coming back. Lupita is coming back. I'm very excited about that because I'm curious to see what they do with her, knowing where her character goes in the stories. Angela Bassett's coming back. But, oh, wait, wait, what, wait, what? What's this? What's this? Shuri is going to be the new Black Panther? Okay, first of all, I can already see all of the internet going crazy. Like, I didn't look because you don't have to look anymore. You know which channels and which Twitter streams just went nuts with the announcement of this, right? <gasps> A female Black Panther! How dare they? But, you know, she becomes the Black, Black Panther in the comics. So, it's it's fine. I'm more curious of, and I, I am excited. Don't get me wrong. I'm very excited about this. I think I loved her character in the movie she had such a vim and vigor about her the actress was phenomenal in the part I'm more worried about how they're going to explain what happened to T'Challa but they have confirmed that T'Challa is dead and that Shuri is going to be I'm Shuri I I never say her name right Shuri is going to be taking over I know why I just figured it out I'll get to that in a second. And Shuri will be taking over as the new Black Panther. I think this is smart. It allows for a continuity in the story. So, right, we'll be reprising the role. We will be seeing, hopefully, just... I'm really curious how they're going to do this because of the whole plot with the heart-shaped herb from the last movie, What, how that's going to work out. I, I'm not... I, I want to hear more. But Ryan Coogler is coming back to write and direct the movie. So that's cool. Ryan Coogler is a great actor. I'm not a great actor, a great writer. I, I can't wait to see what he does with this. This is such a tragic curveball to be thrown in the middle of all of this. But if anybody can do it, I think that this works. Okay, so the new release schedule that they have set up now is that so next year Black Widow will launch on May 7th um, Shang-Chi the Legend and the Legend of the Ten Rings on July 9th The Eternals on November 11th and then we've got a Spider-Man 3 and a Doctor Strange 2 also on the schedule for next year we also know that they're going to start filming for Thor Love and Thunder and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 next year. So with the schedule that packed, I don't think we're going to see Black Panther 2 until 2022. 
because I feel like they would have announced that along with the cast update but I think they made the right choice and I love this franchise and I have faith that Ryan Coogler will find a way because he's a really good writer he's a really good writer We also got an update on what they're going to be doing with Wonder Woman 84, which, okay, sorry, I have to take the glasses off for this one. I have mixed feelings about Wonder Woman for a lot of reasons. We can talk about Gal Gadot, but it's not the thing right now. The movie looks weird. (laughs) This is a problem that Warner Brothers has been having with all of their movies. Okay, so Max Lord, great villain. Cheetah, great villain. I even think that the acting choices we see in the trailers look good. The special effects still don't look good. When they released that new announcement trailer, I would have thought that they would have fixed some of the weirdness of that shot. Those shots at the end where Cheetah is like fully Cheetah. They did not. And that worries me for the future of this project. Just because it feels like they're... Warner Brothers is in the state where eh, it's good enough. And that's not good enough. <laughs> like it's, it's really not good enough. And don't even get me started on the whole fake Snyder cut. We don't need to go there. But Warner Brothers has finally told us that Wonder Woman 84 is coming out on Christmas Day. And not only is it coming out in theaters on Christmas Day, it will be on HBO Max. For no additional charge. So unlike what we saw with Mulan, which flopped, and I think there are a lot of reasons that that might have happened. I think the biggest part of it was, I already give Disney Plus money. Why why do I then have to give them more money to watch something? I'll just wait because eventually it'll show up on Disney Plus. Like, why? Why? It felt like a naked money grab for them to do that. Like, I honestly think it would have worked better if they just would have put it out on like Apple and Amazon and YouTube for purchase and then brought it over to Disney Plus. Like that may have worked better in the minds of some people because it didn't seem like, oh, I have to pay you a monthly service and pay for the thing. It's still so you're still going to have to pay one way or the other to see Wonder Woman 84. But if, like me, you are an HBO Max subscriber, you have a reason to not cancel your subscription just yet. Because <laughs> this has been a problem for me. The raison d'etre for having an HBO Max subscription is waning. Uh, Lovecraft Country was not good. And I've already done an episode about that that you can find if you want to go back in the archive and look that up. I did not like Lovecraft Country at all. I think it had a lot of problems. Uh, a lot of problems and it was boring I didn't like it I can see how some people may have liked it I I I decided to opt out when they had the really bad bury your trans moment on the show and they know what they did or they should know what they did and anyway did a whole episode about that but this at least gives one more reason to keep my HBO Max subscription at least until I get to see Wonder Woman 88 because it's going to be this cheaper to keep the subscription than to buy the movie or, you know, possibly rent it because they're probably going to do that premium rental thing that they do. 
because they haven't announced the rental price for it on release. So fine. Fine. I, I, I can live with it. I can cope with it, but I'm not going to like, I'm not going to throw a party. <laughs> you finally d- announced an, a release date. It looks okay. The first one was okay. I don't like that you brought her boyfriend back from the dead, but hopefully you have a good excuse for that because it was such a beautiful, poignant moment in the first one that's kind of been ruined because he's not dead now. But maybe there's a reason and that will make sense to me and I won't hate it later. Warner Brothers, why? Why you? No- why can't you just make for joy? Why can't you just make for joy? That's all I want is for you to make for joy. Speaking of joy, and I'm not going to get into spoilers. I'm not going to get into spoilers. I want to get into spoilers, but I'm not. I'm just going to say, if you're not watching The Mandalorian, and you like Star Wars, two things you need to know. Number one, it has been really good this season. Like, really good this season. Like, so good that even though this episode involved a transphobic actress, I am able to just just dissect the two things of, okay, she's she's not a good person, but the character is kind of awesome in my head some people can't do that i understand that i'm not here to debate that even though that was almost what the entire episode was about but what i really want to talk about is carl weathers carl weathers not only guest stars on this episode again which it's wonderful seeing his grief karga back karga is such a fun character but they let him direct this one and I need him to direct more things. I over at Star Wars Explained, they described this episode as an as a amusement park ride, but in all the best ways. And it was like this was an episode where they understood action adventure sci-fi in a way that I have not seen in a really long time. It was just an exhilarating, joyful unride from beginning to end from the revelation of Kara as the marshal in like the opening sequence of the episode all the way through to the oh my goodness was that the thing that I think it was that I saw at the end of the episode I'm not going to spoil because we're not doing spoilers I promise I promise oh, too, but I'm not I'm not going to do the spoilers at least not on this episode we may have to like do like a full Star Wars thing at some point. But one, he, he was able to uh, Baby Yoda, the child, whatever we want to call him, was not merely a prop in this episode. And while I think they've done a good job dealing with the fact that they have a puppet on set on this show, the way the puppet was directed in this episode made the child feel more like a fully fledged character than I've seen in a very long time. I have not felt that connection with a puppet since the uh, Dark Crystal series that just had its first season. I really felt a strong connection. The child is funny, that you can see the child thinking about things. It really worked in a wonderful way. And the interaction between the cast and the puppet was so realistic and so believable and so powerful. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. 
But not just that, all of the humans involved in the show looked like they understood that Star Wars is supposed to be fun and that they were having fun doing the Star Wars. I know that sounds shocking that like you can do a show and not be like all serious all the time. Because so much of these shows is just all serious all the time. But, and that takes a good director that gets you to like understand the insanity of what's going on because yes, they have a lot of practical stuff around them, but a lot of stuff is put in in post and understanding the ramifications of all the things that are going on. And it's in the trailer, so I don't think this is a spoiler, but bringing back Horatio Sands' character from the very first episode, the way they did it worked. His comedy, I was so nervous at them bringing him back because I don't know if you're old enough to remember Horatio Sands when he was on Saturday Night Live or any of the comedy stuff he did since. It's, it's not my cup of tea. It's not the kind of thing that I usually like. But it worked. It punctuated the episodes just right to be, to lighten it up when it needed to be lightened up. It wasn't that distracting pathos thing that they do in so much media now where it's like everything's serious let's just put in a joke for no reason (laughs) no they didn't do that and i'm so happy they didn't do that the comedy worked the action beats all worked and laid out beautifully and this goes down to carl weathers so of course i I will say the spoiler we did not see ahsoka tano this episode even though her name was dropped in the last one I will say we're probably going to see her next week because next week's episode is is written by Dave Filoni. And if I was going to write Ahsoka Tano's big screen live action debut, and I know like it's still a TV show, but still, you're taking a character from animation to 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 live action. That's a big step. They did a really good job with Bo Katan. I am so excited to see what they do with Ahsoka Tano because. I love Ahsoka so much. And especially knowing where this is, this because this series would happen in the gray period between in, in the middle of the Rebels final episode. Again, not to give spoilers, but if you haven't seen Rebels, this would happen somewhere in there. And so I don't know. No, no, this would be after that. This would be after that. So we actually might get more news about what happened after that. And Oh, I just thought we might get a Sabine Wren at least reference in the next episode. Oh, to have a live-action Sabine Wren. Live-action Bo-Katan was amazing. Oh, if we get, get live-action Sabine. And maybe live-action Ezra. Okay, okay. I, I'm, I'm here for you. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Let's hope. Let's hope it's good. Let's hope it's good. I'm very, very, very excited. Anyway. And finally, in a, hey, so uh, that's a thing that's happening. I found out that uh, they're making a sequel to Coming to America that is called Coming the Numeral 2 America. And actually, I'm lying. They're not making it. They've made it. (laughs) It's a thing that exists. 
it, it's going to be coming to Amazon, of course, because doesn't this just sound like the kind of show that would end up on Amazon? Because Amazon Prime has the weirdest shows. And it's going to be coming to Amazon on in March of next year. The original cast is actually coming back. Like the living members of the original cast are actually coming back. So we're going to get to see James Earl Jones and Eddie Murphy and like um, James Amos and Louis Anderson's even coming back. That would be interesting to see. They're adding like Wesley Snipes. Like seriously, Wesley Snipes. Oh my. Okay. So Wesley Snipes and Leslie Jones and Tracy Morgan and Jermaine Fowler and Bella Murphy and like a bunch of new people to it. We have no idea exactly what the plot is. All we know is that for some reason, King Hakim is going to have to leave his Zamunda and go back to Queens for some reason. And shenanigans will ensue. Now, normally, you make a sequel like this to a movie that came out, what was that, in 88? Yeah, so in 88... Oh, that's a that's a long time between movies. I would be a little concerned, especially because it's a John Landis movie, and John Landis movies are very particular things. So I would normally be much more concerned about this than I am, except for it's being done by uh, Craig Brewer, who did Dolomite Is My Name. And if you have not seen Dolomite Is My Name, starring Eddie Murphy, oh, it is it is really good. It is the making of Dolomite. Oh, it is really good. It is a very good movie. And that gives me hope <laughs> that this will be too. I can think of a lot of things that you could do with Hakeem in our modern world. <laughs> because there's so much commentary in the original Coming to America. There's a lot that I could see you doing with Hakeem now. So I'm very curious and I'm going to say cautiously optimistic cautiously optimistic because the cast it should be at least entertaining to watch even if not good but given the other talent being brought in hopefully hopefully it will be good and so those are the news stories that I had set up for us today and I hope you enjoyed I am, for those of you who are watching on Twitch, I am going to stream for just a little bit after I do my outro, but I'm going to go ahead and record the outro for the podcast now, just so it's all recorded. So thank you so very much for being here and listening. If you have any questions or comments or topics you'd like to hear me discuss, in the show notes for the podcast, you will find a link to the voice message system. Keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show. I would love to hear from you. I think they limit you to one minute. I would love to use that on the show. Since I'm now going to be trying to record these on Twitch, I will try to set up a a much more standard schedule for when I record, probably looking at around two o'clock on a Saturday right now for the time that I'm going to be recording these. That's two o'clock central time. So somewhere around in there is probably when I'm going to be recording these, but I'll try to I will try to hammer that down better in future. And I would love to have you actually in chat so that we can talk during the episodes. I think that that would be a lot of fun. Let's see. If you uh, 
I always hate this part. I always hate this part. And now, because I have video, you can see the look on my face as I do it. <laughs> if you have a dollar that you can pass my way, you can help me out by signing up for my coffee, my Patreon, or if you are on listening to the podcast, sign up for listener support, which will be linked, all of which will be linked in the show notes over there. It really does help out a lot. As little as a dollar a month helps me to continue doing everything that I do. I will say to anybody who joins any of those at a $2 a month level or above will receive all of my books that are going to be coming out because if you're giving me money, I don't think that, you know, I should be asking for more. And I have a flood, a flood of books that just need edited (laughs) to start coming out next year. So thank you to everybody who does that. You all seriously mean the world to me. I would not be able to do any of the things that I do without your support. Thank you so much. And if you don't have any money, don't worry about it. Don't, don't worry about it. It's okay. I'm fine. But please share what I do. It helps out more than you could ever possibly know because it's hard to get the word out there. And as always, remember, (laughs) and remember, as always, Black Lives Matter, Black Trans Lives Matter, trans identities are valid. We're here. We're here. And uh, yeah, you're, thank you, Kat. You're, you are very welcome. And until next time, may you have the courage to ride your dreams into reality and don't forget to have the fun.